So you say it, well, what's your problem when you use the dictionary? Okay, you get discouraged or demotivated when you do a question and then you don't get it. Yeah, but do you, do, you try, do you try to understand as to why you're not getting it right? Have you found where your weaknesses are in answering the question? For example, you did a radio question, let me see. Let's go for the choice ones. Okay? Yeah. You read a question. Uh-huh. This one. Yeah. The following statements have been made about life cycle costing. <coughs> An important use of life cycle costing is to decide whether to go ahead with the development of a new products. Life cycle costing encourages management to find a suitable balance between investment costs and operating expenses. Which of the above statements is or are true? Investment costs and First of all, I have to ask myself what are life cycle costs. Exactly, that's the first thing you're supposed to ask yourself. What is life cycle costs? Okay, it's costing <coughs> uh, a product, mm. uh, bearing the whole of its life when, when, when it starts and then it ends. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. <coughs> so, these are two statements that we made about it. An important use of the life cycle costing is to decide whether to go ahead with the development of a new product. One of the use of life cycle costing, you've known the life cycle, okay, it's going to travel all the way there. Yeah. The second thing, that's a new use. Second thing is life cycle costing encourages management to find a suitable balance between investment costs and operating expenses. So according to you, which one fits or what is defining life cycle costing or is this applicable to life cycle costing? Okay. Any of these means? The first one <coughs> is applicable. Yes. Yeah. Because if you want to, if you're using this method, yeah. you want to know whether to develop the product or not. Exactly. Yeah. But for the second one, it's a little bit tricky. Mm. What's the tricky part? A uh, suitable balance between investment cost mm. and the operating expense. Do you think such a thing happens? Do you think people try to balance investment costs with operating expenses? Oh, yeah. That's it. So that's why they ask you to find a suitable balance. Do people do that? No. When you read the life cycle person, do you do that? You look at the investment costs with operating expenses and try to balance. No, you know? balance. That's absurd. Yeah, it's absurd. <laughs> you get it. Yeah. So, according to our answer, it's supposed to be A, yeah. right? Five, five, three. I don't know the answers. What else? Paper answers so mock exams, yeah. These are questions. So where are the answers for the questions? These are questions. These are questions. Oh, the answers, yeah. Okay, good. Oh, cool. 
The answers are more as you explained. It's bigger than the question themselves. Mm-hmm. Great. So, so five. Maybe go five. D. Why D? Both, Both one and two. two. So, so they want to find a balance. Good enough. Now read. What do you want to say? I say. By looking at the cost over the entire life cycle of a product and comparing this with expected sales revenue, a decision can be taken at an early age before too much cost has been committed. About whether to go ahead with developing a new product, a new product. Then life cycle costing also helps management to consider the merits of investing more money at the design stage for a new product with this would reduce operating cost over the Now this part of knowledge was supposed to be found in your theory when you're studying. As you see, this you don't know this. Yeah, I don't This is something you don't know. Mm-hmm. Now had you chosen had you chosen A, A, A is right, but it's half an answer. Yeah. So, I, okay, in short, I need to understand the topic. Basically, you need to understand what the topic will demand from you later on. Mm-hmm. Anything. You see, this is a very subtle point. Mm-hmm. When you just read it, like, why do they find a balance between, that's what we say, yeah? that's what our argument yeah, 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 yeah. Why do you find a balance between investment costs and operating costs? We do not know which investment costs are we talking about and which operating expenses are we talking about. According to the answer, they are talking about investing at the design stage and if this will reduce operating cost over the product life cycle so yes once they see a, a product life cycle they can know okay if you're going to invest here will it be profitable which part will it be profitable at okay. and if we have to invest how much are we going to invest here for us to be reducing the sometimes you can invest, invest little but the costs are going to be main you need to find the break-even point, you need to go ahead so that you can cover the costs and then make a profit. So for that you need to study not only the product life cycle, you also need to study costing. Life cycle costing it is, it is. The product life cycle you need to study and the costing part also. So that you can know, okay, this point will come up from here. The revision kit helps you find out points from where you're going to learn from the textbook. So you need to first study this find out what they are asking you and then, and then go back to the textbook and look for that point in the notes and see okay this is where they got it from now once you understand that next time they are going to ask what you are going to mean by definitely you will see your exam is now going to I be... understand your point when you told me first go to the revision you know I, I tried mm-hmm. I tried you know, then I you know going through is just the first step that is just 5% of the work Going through the revision case work is just 5% of the work to be done out of the whole 100% in order for you to pass. Because once you go through, you see now, right now, we spend like 3 minutes here and we got it wrong. Okay? Both you and I, both of us got it wrong. Yeah. We came up, okay, we understood, okay, number one. What our brain tricks us is, you know, this way you know, you get discouraged. You know, oh yeah, I knew it. This is it. Right? It's an important use. Yeah. This one I'm not sure. So now when you're not sure, you try to use logic instead of using knowledge. Logic, yeah. You don't have knowledge on that point. Uh-huh. Now what you use, you use logic. logic yeah. And that's where you fail. Because the knowledge part of it says that <coughs> management does look at this part. 
they do look at uh, how much they want to inject during investment, during design stage, so that it can reduce operation. They do look at that. We don't know that. Why? Because we didn't read. So get the point. Yeah. You need to reverse engineer the questions mm -hmm. for you to go back. That's why we keep on failing. We keep on failing. Why? Because we, we think we know, we answer based on our first instinct, and then we realize we are wrong. Yeah. And we, don't, we realize when the results come out. It's too late. So we need to test ourselves every day when we are studying. That's why I told you to go through the textbook. Once you go through the textbook, you know what areas are there to be covered. Yeah. Now when you go through the revision, we know how they ask the questions. You, one trick you're supposed to learn from the revision kit is this right, right on. Revision kit, this right, revision kit. What to look for in the revision kit, okay? Number one, how they ask the question. Number two, how to answer it. Number three, what the answer is. You see, the answer is not just words. You don't just change around these words and put them there and that's the answer. No? You have to know what the answer is exactly. Then only can you be able to say whether it's right or not. Obviously, in this part you're just choosing, but in the rest of the parts where you are answering, it needs to be done that way. So now once you found out all those three, now go back to right number four, go back to the textbook to find out key examination points examiner's comments and the core knowledge covering the topic. So vis-a-vis -vis you need to know everything in the textbook. And to know everything is not a big big deal. It's a very small deal. Yeah. You see, our heads, like we've got 1,500 cc up here. It's full of a lot of junk information. We need to remove that, plaster all this in. And it's very easy. We've got how many, how many days? We said 120 days. 120 days we have to plaster all this in, in the head method, method, methodologically. Like you know, if you if you ask a question, you know exactly your brain is supposed to go somewhere and retrieve the piece of information. Okay? Did I talk about mind maps the last time we met? Yeah. But you need to do the mind map. We didn't do the mind no, map. Okay. Mind mapping, hmm. you talked about it last time. The first thing that is passed. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. Okay, fine. You so, so basically, we know now what to do from the revision kit. Okay? What, what topic is this question? Um, let's, let's put in practical application, okay? We go, we go to life cycle costing where it is. Development, introduction, growth, maturity, decline. Yeah. Okay. That's how the product goes. Mm -hmm. So obviously, then once it, before it's been introduced, <coughs> the nano product is making. After it gets introduced, it still has to cover the costs. 
and then starts making profits as it's growing. Yeah. Now they need to understand once they've drawn the whole list, they need to understand what cost as per the answer. How much are they supposed to invest here for them to be able to achieve this? If the thing is going to just grow and before even it, it, it starts maturing and the profits go down, then there's no point because not. You see, what is operating profit? Operating profit is sales revenue minus profit. Operating expenses, I mean. Yeah. Operating expenses are sales revenue minus profit. Yeah. Or how do you get profit? Sales revenue minus operating expenses. So if your operating expenses are going to be high and your sales are growing because, okay, growth, maturity, whatever, mm-hmm. but your sales are high and operating expenses are also high, the profits are going to go low. True. They need to understand how much are we going to actually make or how much are the expenses going to be. If they are to uh, invest a lot at the development stage so that the, the, uh, the operating expenses can go down, they can grow from this graph. So, now, in the notes, they usually give you two things, okay? There is this fast forward where they yeah, just tell you what, and then there is this one. No. There is the example and the example. Where they tell you what what the exam is exactly looking for. Yeah. This one. Um, exam focus point. Yeah. It's not there in, in that one. So let's say for throughput accounting, exam focus point says what? The SCA website contains a two part article on throughput accounting and theory of constraints, written by a member of the examining team. It is recommended that you read both, both parts of the article. How many students actually read these articles? I've never read them. Never. Since society why? And you know they asked about throughput accounting. And that's why you failed. Because they told you to read about it, you didn't read about it. You know, they are giving you information, look, go and read this. Had you read about it, you would have at least some idea. Not full, at least some idea, oh, that was throughput accounting. Means you can answer something. That they, they asked you difficult. As you see, the reason it was difficult is because you had no idea about the topic was. You are zero. What is throughput accounting? If I'm to ask you right now, you don't know. But because you're zero, you don't, you don't have, you have zero knowledge on it. So obviously, they pose you a question, like, wait a minute, I, didn't, I, never, I never covered this. And that's how you, that's how you think. It's similar as that. The trick is to cover everything. Sometimes, a small thing like this can be a whole number five question. Yeah? They're going to ask you the standard, how to read, how whatever. And since you have zero idea, you're like, the first time you've heard the name throughput accounting, wait, I don't know what this is. It's not there in your mind map. Why? Because you didn't, you didn't focus on this part. You just read the whole textbook, like, I covered the whole textbook, that's good. No. There are technical articles they give in the, on the website. Nowadays, I don't know if you're getting the student magazine. The comes online. PDF. Oh. Online. Do you, do you get the student magazine? They're there. Do you open it? No, before every exam, write that. Write the exam focus point. Basically, follow the advice to what they give in the exam focus point. Follow all advice given here. So, as you're reading, as you're reading now, the next time, through the book, now what you're going to do is, if you see an exam focus point here, they say in the website it was an article. What do you do? Immediately. Immediately go to the website, go to the article, open it and save it or bookmark it. Write in your notes as you're as you're studying or whatever, in your in your notepad. 
that there is a technical knowledge that I'm supposed to read. That's it. You write down. Then carry on study. This is the second article talks through a practical approach to question and group put upon you. And this is what they ask. Yeah. Have so you read that article? It will be very easy for you, isn't it? A whole team asked. Bye. I lost it just like that. Just like that. And even they gave, they gave us this a two question. Mm. Yeah. Like they break it. But okay. So basically the summary is this, okay? Now let's let's come to the actual studying part. Okay. Actual study part. I told you about the SQ3R method. In studying, there are many studying methods. Yes, yeah. In studying, there are many methods. You know, it depends on everyone how, how, how they study. But since we don't know how to study, we have already accepted we don't know how to study. Let us go for that method which many people have adopted, and it's one of the what do you call the most accepted methods of study. SQ3R. SQ. 3R. Basically is a survey question query. Okay, and there is read, review, record. This week you've done you've done the survey part. Mm. You've gone through everything. Yeah. You've gone through a four, you've gone through a five. Okay. We're mm -hmm. gonna go to query now. Query is now going through the revision kit. Query is going through the revision kit, and then in the revision kit, what are you supposed to do? This. Look at them keenly. How are they asking the questions? What are the key points they're looking for in the questions? You know, actual total monthly labor costs. For producing microphones for each of the five months, eight months. Okay? Briefly, implications of learning effects coming to an end for my company with regard to costing and building. So, you're supposed to study the costing for you to be able to actually answer this question properly. You know how to use the learning curve equation? Yeah. You know, right? Yeah. So, once you've, once you've uh, tabled the LRM. Okay, this one is C, yeah? Yeah. Learn over L. Hmm. The and you need also to have a scientific equator with you. You have that? Yeah. Good. See, learning is just two marks. Mm. Yeah. But it helps. If you know it, yes. it's a free two marks. Very, very, very. Here. See this typical question. Our rate for productive, our rate for traveling, rate per mile. So easy questions. Two, two marks for each. Six marks. You just read the question. It's just a matter of putting numbers in the, in the formulas and just getting the answers. Simple as that. Let's come to this. Which type of standard cost is most useful for monitoring trends in performance? Some are direct questions. Yeah. Okay. So, how they ask the questions? Some are direct, direct theory. Just pull from the books and put it. Mm -hmm. Which type of standard cost is most useful for monitoring trends in performance over time? Which type of standard cost is most useful for monitoring trends in performance over time? Technical standard, basic standard, current standard, ideal standard. Now these are something you should have done in the. I think it's ABC costing. Yeah. Or standard costing. Right? I mean, I, 
Yeah. When you're moving to Those the are two marks. Direct expression. Mm-hmm. And you read the theory, you will have known. Yeah. Immediately, it's understandable. Right? Let's, let's, let's just look for the answer. Now you know how they ask the question. Yeah. It's direct, okay? Yeah. Don't go for the answers there. Go for the answers here. Ah, yeah. And then you, you see, if you go for the answer there, like, I don't know what's happening. Go for it here. Forget it. Baby. Find out which topic are they asking. Question. It's about, it's about budgeting, but before budgeting. The standards, standard cost. Budgeting and standard. Here. Yeah, budgetary system. Sure. Uh, budget and standard costing. Mm-hmm. Sixty-seven. Okay. So you know, you go through the book. You know where where is what. That's the that's the advantage of going through the book. Oh. Okay. Is it? Yeah. Once you ask, I know where this is. Yeah. Point it out. Yeah, yeah. Someone like me has no idea. Yeah, because Standard you posting, you see, mm-hmm. as a control technique. We're looking at performance over time, isn't it? The question is, is most useful for monitoring trends in performance over time? might be an incentive to work harder as they provide realistic but challenging target of your business. Basic is unfavorable, so no, I think you cannot. Mm. Yeah. Already, within this, this standard cannot be achieved. A general standard can be used for product costing, cost control, inventory valuation, estimating, and basis for budgeting. Current or attainable standards provide the best basis for budgeting because current standards do not attempt to improve on current level. A useful being periods when inflation is high, they can be set on a month by month basis. Mm-hmm. Basic standards are used to show changes in efficiency or performance over a long period of time. Yeah. Direct. Direct. See? Mm. Performance over a long period of time. Which standard is most useful for monitoring trends performance over time? Oh. That's the question they ask and directly this is the answer they give. Now you are talking about, you see, you are guessing, you are doing what you call this, throwing errors in the dark. Okay. Attainable, no, maybe current, no. Look at it, this is, so okay. these questions are direct, their answers are going to be direct. Mm. The answers, they just pick up a, a line from the textbook and put the question there, that's it. You don't have to think much.